Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Johnny, are you coming to the Jimmy Buffett concert? Oh, hell yeah. Mm-hmm. There's a, there's a virtual Jimmy Fins Buffett up. concert on Saturday if anyone wants, cares to attend. I heard on Mabim Bam that he was doing that. That's very funny to me. Is it just him doing like a solo set or is, is his full band? It's like, <laughs> I think it's actually like a recording of an old concert from like 99 oh, or something. Yeah. Gotcha. <laughs> okay. Oh, I, I kind of thought that he was like just playing live over Zoom, like acoustic. Yeah, shows. me too. <laughs> the wild thing to me about like, you know, oh, the symphony played a, a piece over zoom like uh, how how are your Dude, connections good enough for you to do that yeah i saw that the hamilton thing and i was like this is impossible how 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 we was can't it live? even clap yeah together <laughs> once <laughs> i think we can we could try i mean we do it every time liz and we count down into it just because we choose not to be good <laughs> We cut back to the salt cave. A procession of people have put forth uh, different offerings and left kind of a mound of uh, bits and other valuable items at the feet of Adrian. Uh, They've each confessed a different sin. Out of everybody that's out there that's here, Everyone has confessed a sin. Is Jonathan the only person that hasn't done that? Yeah. Okay. Uh, I, I, like I think I think we'll cut in right after that procession is over. Okay. So yeah. So Jonat sees all these people making um, their declarations, and there's a part of him that sort of fumbles around in like his back bag for maybe something to offer up, but he doesn't really want to. So he he kind of t- tucks it back. He puts the bag, sort of slides it back to his back, and he just kind of lets the, the service continue on as it does. Okay. So at that, Adrian, you know, gives you a moment and like sees if you are going to come up and, you know, realizes that you aren't and, and sort of uh, moves the service forward. So today... I wanted to talk to all of you about the path of sovereignty. Uh, 
about living according to the sovereign's will. Even though the sovereign is gone, we are the only piece of his body that remains. The sovereign made us in his image. He gave a part of himself to us, and through us he was poisoned and he died. We, even now, with everything we do and everything we say, hold that poison in him. But we have the power to act the way the Sovereign wants us to act, to move according to the will of sovereignty. Everyone in this room came up and made the difficult sacrifice, giving a part of themselves, a part of their labor and value to the church. And you're what makes this community such a wonderful community to be a part of. Each of you wants to live on the path of sovereignty. Each of you wants to act right by their neighbors, right by sphere, right by the will of the sovereign. And that is the only way that we as a people are going to be able to still the chaos that the world has become. Now, I truly believe that because of good people, like the people in this room, good people like Lacrima Arenzi, who came here to keep us safe, that we'll be able to still the churn of the seas, that we'll be able to stay the mariner's hand, that we'll be able to coax the seasons back into place. Under his breath, Jonnet kind of is like, maybe not with that guy. (laughs) I want everyone to focus, focus on the bad things that you've done and how those are not a part of you how that is not a part of your natural being, on how your natural being is to move in the place that the sovereign wills, to walk along the path the sovereign has laid out for you. Because if we can do that, we can be close to the sovereign once more. A silence falls over the room as as they focus on this. And now, as we focus on being close to the Sovereign, we must suffer as the Sovereign suffered. We must suffer because that will bring us closer to him as well. And people in the room start pouring bottles. They are poured out into little cups that are passed around the room, these little clay vessels. Inside, you can see a mildly murky water as it is placed in your hands as well, Jonnet. Jonnet looks to uh, <laughs> salt guy and, um, hey, uh, sorry, uh, sorry for interrupting again, but what is, what is this? He says, shh. <laughs> What is this? Just tell me what it is. Adrian raises the cup above her head and says, The sovereign is dead. 
and the crowd answers in unison, and he died for our sins. The sovereign is dead, and he is dead because of us. And people raise the drink to their mouths. Jonnet, you can make a perception check yes, to try love, and figure out what is going on here. Uh, how hard is this check? I'm going to put it at average. I think cool. you'll be able to identify it. Any pluses or minuses? Or black or blue? Um, uh, I don't think we'll do any black or blue dice, I think. Cool. Just make it a regular roll. Damn. That is, totals out to be one threat. No, I'm sorry, one failure. One failure. Um, yeah. You look at it. It doesn't look cool, but like you smell it and, you know, the, the cave is so overwhelming with uh, sea salt smell that it's, it's really difficult to parse out what this might be. You can see people around you drinking it and sort of grimacing. Some of them are maybe even choking a little bit as, as they swallow it down. Nobody appears to be any, in any overt pain. I mean, yeah, I, I guess in that moment, Jonitz just shrugs yes, again underneath his breath. All right, you only live once. And so he, he takes a probably admittedly too big of a swig of it, but he, he, he tries to, to down it faster to get it over with. You don't manage to swallow it. As soon as it touches your tongue, your body completely rejects it and your eye snaps open. Oh. Oh. It's It's... seawater. Ooh. Uh, You look around you now, now with your eye open and blazing, I'm assuming underneath your bandana. Yeah. Um, you, you look around the room and you are seeing the room in sharp relief and you see the horrible truth that everyone in this room has some level of Mariner's Mark. But that is not even the most horrifying thing. The most horrifying thing. You look out and you can see water rushing outside rushing towards this cave. The rain has picked up. It must have picked up very severely during the ceremony, and you didn't notice it, and it is now rushing in. Yeah, Jonnet just kind of runs towards Adrian. And as he's doing it, he's yelling, Adrian, we've, we've got to go. We have to stop the service. We're in danger. The, the water's it's, it's, it's rushing into the cave. John, can you roll leadership for me? Yeah. This is going to be hard. Okay. Wow. Wow. Okay, fine. Oh, fine. Bud. Oh, bud. Stupid dice. I didn't want to pass anyway. All right, so that's uh, one failure and two threats. The water is coming in quickly, but it's as if 
Adrian and the people around you don't see it. You can see it washing into the cave slowly at first and then moving much faster. Some of the people who are kneeling over at the edges of this service, uh, their knees are wet, but no one moves as though they notice what's going on. Adrian looks at you confused. Oh, are, are you frightened? There's no need to be frightened. Adrian, look around you. Look at your feet. The, the water is rising in this cave. Uh, there's not a lot of time. That, we're going we're gonna to be underwater in no time. We got to get out of here. Nobody, like everybody is looking at you, but they look at you confused. None of them seem to be processing the fact that they are in water right now. John turns back to Adrian. Do you not see what's going on? Get out now. And so then he actually is just going to, he's going to take out his gun and fire into the air. Ooh, Everyone okay. get out now. All right. So it seems like we're changing tactics here. Uh, I will <laughs> let you make a coercion check, uh, but you can add, eh, we'll call it two blue dice because you do have a gun. Thank you, gun. Thank you, gun. Uh, and then... What is, what am I rolling against? Uh, you're rolling, it's, it's still going to be hard. Okay. Okay. I like this a little bit more. Okay, cool. So that's going to be three successes and a advantage. Uh, so that appears to get people to snap out of it. Yeah, like you can see the lines of the universe lining up, creating kind of a ghostly outline for your hand with the gun as you pull the trigger. That, and we can see these geometric patterns uh, of, of the sound waves spreading through the room and, and striking each individual person. And the black lines of curse that are tied to their palms fuzz a little bit and distort and people look around the room, see the water around them, and scream. That's right. Everyone get out, okay? You, you may love the Sovereign, but uh, you love air even more. Everyone out of this cave right now. You too, Adrian. People listen to you. People start, like, picking up children and gathering them, uh, and they follow you rushing outside you can see that the bridge is overwashed with water right now you're going to have to cross a moving body of water if you want to get from lower nordia into upper nordia Jonet is in front of everyone Jonet is in front they, they are kind of following you okay uh can i say that he grabbed maybe adrian's hand and was like yes. leading her okay Jonet is going to look back at Adrian and say, don't let anyone get ahead of me. No one, not even yourself, okay? There is a strange authority in your voice. Um, it's the same authority that you use to command the Uhuru crew. People listen to you when you talk. Adrian just nods, and she assumes her authority as well. People are screaming and confused and terrified, and she raises her hands up. We are right now paying for our sins, for the sins of all people. Just remain 
come. We will follow the path of sovereignty. We will follow the sovereign's will and we will be guided somewhere safe. And people start to fall in line. Again, with under his breath, John is like, not necessarily the way I would phrase it, uh, but okay. <laughs> and so he doesn't rip the bandana off. He just like pulls it down so it's more covering his neck, but it opens up the eye. And without looking back at Adrian, he's like, all right, you follow my lead. Everyone walks with us. And so he starts to move towards the bridge that is currently overwashed. And he's trying to find that rhythm and kind of generate that uh, that humming connection. Radical. Uh, spend four strain, uh, two to Ooh. use your eye, two to cast a spell. This is going to be an arcane check. Okay. And uh, if you would like to do anything else to enhance this spell, you are welcome to do it. Yeah, I think... We're going we're gonna to keep it as is. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. What are you trying to do with your spell? I would like to... I want to, like, freeze the water that is just on the bridge, overwashing the bridge so that we can, like, cross it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I think it's got to be a daunting check. That's fair. That's And that's four purple. Um, okay. You do have the option of entreating a luminary. You know what? I haven't touched these luminaries in a while. Let's do that. Yeah, yeah. You you fulfilled the prayer to the other one. <laughs> um, the changeling. Huh. I think that's probably going to work out in your favor. Let me read. Okay. The changeling themes are transformation, yearning, impulse, and will. I think this is very well aligned to what you're trying to do and in fact you're trying to cross a river right now and boy howdy did the changeling ever try Mm. and cross a river Mm. I I think this upgrades your die and the act itself is going to be a fine prayer to the changeling so um, but when an upgrading so that changes greens to yellow changes greens to yellow so right now you're rolling with three yellow against Mm -hmm. four for purple. Yep. Wow. I don't know how to... One of my... The purple dice that I rolled is now stacked on top of the yellow dice that I roll, and it's incredible. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, it happened. Yep. Just, just pick it up. Uh, Johnny once rolled something like that in the previous <laughs> campaign, but it was a yellow die covering a purple die. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, I think John dies. I'm sorry. Just Ooh. yeah, just pick it up and, and, and delicately move it. I think if it was Ooh, the other way is... around, I would Ooh. let it cancel out, but okay. because it's working against you. This is not going to work out. So that is going to total up to be one failure and two threats. Mm. So you do that, like you reach out and you try to freeze the rushing waters. You can feel the changeling at your back. You you are trying to wheel yourself across this river, but the river beats down on you hard. 
you step forward and you start to freeze a little bit of the river's flow, enough to cover up part of where it's crossing over the bridge, causing the flow to move to either end. You quickly hurry people to move them across, and you do manage to put some of the crowd across, but as you yourself are in the middle helping people across on the end of uh, the bridge across the river to Curlew's land and stare at you. And you can feel yourself go dizzy again as the water breaks through your barrier of ice and starts to wash people into it. Uh, You've got seconds to react. What do you do? John is going to try and pull a trick because he's done Earth stuff before. Um, Mm -hmm. Instead of trying to mess with the water, John is going to try and like bring like bring forth a bridge from either side of Earth. Just like Mm -hmm. raise up the Earth to then catch people as they're being knocked off into the water. Ooh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I think the changeling is still with you as you do this. You have the option of spending six strain here, which I believe would take all of your strain away. That's all my strain. Um, If you do that, you'll be able to upgrade the check again because it's two to cast the spell, two to use your eye and show you spells that you don't intuitively know, uh, and two more to, like, use your eye to go deeper. Okay. Uh, so, So the changeling is with you. That upgrades it to you having three yellow and... With uh, using using your eye in a deeper fashion, that upgrades it so that you'd have an extra green. So three yellows and a green versus once again four purple. All right. Hey, all right. Yeah. Christ. All right. Uh, Okay. So, wow. Thank God they made some of these purple dice with blank faces on them. So that is going to be cancels it out. That's going to be. One triumph and two successes. Damn. Yes. Okay. Okay. So, uh, people are starting to be washed away by the river. Uh, You can hear everyone around you screaming. There are people on the far shore, closer to Upper Nordia, who are screaming, watching the people who haven't made it across the bridge yet. There are people who are on the close shore, which is right now slowly getting overwhelmed with water, who are imagining their own deaths. And there are people who are on the bridge itself being swept away by the current who believe that this scream will be their last breath. And then there is a rumbling. What what does it look like when Jonnet casts this spell? What are you doing with your body? He's looking left, right, left, right with all three of his eyes. And Mm -hmm. then he looks down as he gets the idea. And then we like cut to a shot of the cameras like right above him. He like raises his head up and his third eye, his two eyes are closed, but his third eye is just flaring I really like the the art that we... Oh, man, I wish I could remember the artist. 
because they're so dope. Um, but uh, uh, of just like, there's sort of like this, the actual eye flared up with light, but then also kind of like, sort of like a projection of the eye kind of hovering around it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so it's just like very intense. And as he's looking up, he kind of raises his arms up to the sky. And as he's doing that, it starts to like, that's when the rumbling really kicks in and we get the earth. So we can see there is a person in the water bobbing up above and below the waves, uh, screaming and coughing in between. And suddenly they are struck and caught as a jagged, muddy piece of earth uh, jumps up. And we we go once again to that top-down shot, and we can see uh, these, like, gigantic pillars of mud raising themselves out of this river, refracting and, like, catching different people. Uh, The stream, like, tries to flow around them and there is a moment where people hesitate just watching this happen. Adrian looks to you with wonder and then looks to everyone else and screams for them to follow her as uh, she runs across the bridge. Everyone behind her follows her and you have stayed the tide. You have a triumph here, though. So, do you have any ideas of what that triumph might be? Because the success is you actually making these mud pillars and them saving people who are being swept away. But a triumph is like an extra bit of icing on top of that. Uh, And if you've got an idea for it, we can follow that. Maybe as this is happening, you have John at sort of acting out on his own. But then, of course, you have the older version of Jonnet, the projection of him, sort of doing, mirroring the motions that Jonnet is using. But in reality, where the projection of Jonnet's future self is like raising something up, that's just the earth rising to meet the command. And then maybe at the end, there's like this moment of like, oh, it's done. And Jonnet turns around and maybe there's just like a a locking of eyes between present Jonnet and future Jonnet. And there isn't even like a nod or anything. We just like clock that it happened again. And then Jonnet rushes to the other side. I, I think I'll add on to that slightly. So y- you are holding this power and future you has that Kusari Gama, the sickle attached to the chain and the weight He is behind you facing these curlews that have landed on either side of the bridge. So while you are focusing on rising up the earth, this projection of the man that you will one day be turns on these servants of the mariner. And as you rise up the earth, the Kusarigama whirls through the air and slices their heads clean off. The chain wraps around his arm and he looks to you and you look to him and you just book it over that bridge. And then as he's booking it, he looks at the Kasari Gama and as he's running, he's like, man, I got to get me one of those. And yeah, we'll say that uh, John lowers his his head into a Naruto run, and he's just yeah, got yeah, yeah. his arms like shooting out at his side. Still a fifteen year old uh, for sure. Hell yeah, dude. <laughs> 
Heroes, it's James, your Game Master, and welcome to the mid-roll. Heroes, I want you to know that the OneShot Network has just added a new podcast. Co-op Mood is a new podcast where Shane and Sally discuss cooperative video games. Exploring topics and themes, as well as the stories they tell, the worlds they create, the characters who live in those worlds, and the gameplay mechanics that make it all possible. This is our first video game-oriented podcast, so I'm curious to see how many of y'all like it. If you're interested, go look for Co-op Mood on your favorite podcast app. That's C-O-O-P-Mood, wherever you get your podcasts. Before we get back to the show, I want to take a quick moment and thank some of our backers on Patreon. Luca Nagellan, thank you so much. And let me know if I got that one wrong. Ryan McLaughlin, thank you. Highwell Harrington, thank you so much. Eric Swirsky, thank you very much. John Smith, thank you. Piotr Kupper, thank you. Mathilde Bunsen, thank you. Alexandra Badia, thank you so much. Hazy, thank you very much. Kaylorianne, thank you so much. Whatever reason, this week, I think I'm going to need a lot of corrections, uh, so do not feel shy about contacting me and giving me a phonetic pronunciation of your name. The best way to do that is by sending me a message through Patreon. Paul O., thank you so much. Carl Lundstrom, thank you. Swift Fox, thank you very much. Quinn, thank you so much. William Gafford, thank you. Gulliherm Azzy, thank you very much. Casey Eisner, Thank you. And Eleanor Simmons, thank you so much. Thanks again to everyone who supports us on Patreon. We would not be able to make this show without you. And we've got great rewards for our patrons, like right now up on the One Shot Secret Archive. We have a brand new conversation about magic in the world of Sphere between myself and Patrick Rothfuss. This is a follow-up to our previous one where I've done a little digging and started to flesh out the world of Sphere a bit more. So if you're interested in that, be sure to head over to patreon.com slash one-shot podcast and back us at the $5 a month or more level. That gets you access to that conversation and so much more cool stuff. Now, with all of that out of the way, let's get back in the sky. So let's open on Jonnet. And because I said I was going to start with the luminary pole, let's start with that. And we have the boat. The boat? Okay. And that one sounds good, but let's take a look at what it really means. Have, have we gotten this one before? I don't remember this one. I don't one. recall. There that. are actually a lot that we haven't gotten before. It's <laughs> pretty wild. Why do we keep getting the same four? Because the game is magic. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, they only pop up when we need them to influence the story. In fact, I think some of them randomly generate themselves. Let's see. The boat or the ship represents opportunity, freedom, and labor. The boat is a friend to mariners and airiners alike. It protects them from the hateful sea and pulls them into the air. It yearns to roam and seek what may be found. This luminary can bring you wealth, set you free, and always favors those with an eye for endeavor. However, it does not offer these gifts without cost. The boat demands care, devotion, and sweat. Fortune awaits those who seek it, but only through blood and sweat. 
So, Jonnet, you are surrounded by a torrent of water that lashes at the fresh, muddy land bridges that you have made to help those who have been washed away by this flash flood. Between the downpour and the sound of angry, rushing currents, you can hear screams in the air. And these spells have really taken a lot out of you. If I remember correctly, you are either out of strain or almost out of strain. I am... Am I out? Because I had to do... I had to pull, like, an audible... I think I'm out of strain. Yeah, so you're down to just your wounds now. At this point, Jonnet is exhausted. And I think the chaos of the scene around you, the water, the rain, the screams of helpless people, it all kinds of starts to fade away in your mind. I kind of want to check in with Jonnet because right now I think you're doing everything you can just to hold on to these spells. For dear life... Yours and everyone else's. What's Jonnet feeling right now? Yeah, I think because, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> uh, for all the listeners, my cat just truly vaulted from the ground to my leg, from the leg to above my laptop. Uh, Incredible. Jonnet is trying to hold it together. I believe I, oh wait, this was before everything broke. I told adrian to stay behind me but that was before i tried the earth bridge bit yeah so i think he's just going to through like gritted teeth try and get adrian to get everyone to maybe their homes or if there's i mean i don't know if there's like a place where everyone is planned to go during the inevitable like rising water situation and get everyone to upper nordia as fast as you can Adrian watches you in amazement. It is raining right now, and a lot of that could be weighing down Jonnet's hair. Oh, okay. Like a physical. But I wanted to know, is Jonnet's eye visible? It can be if you want it to. I think his eye is visible, and he's beyond the point of trying to put a lot of effort in concealing it. I think that maybe Mm -hmm. just like your, whereas his actual eyes are maybe like, kind of like narrowed and like concentrating his third eye is bright i think with all the rain that is everywhere his afro is probably like sagged down a little bit not to the point where he like you know had permed it or or put it down uh but everything is just kind of like wet sopping and not great (laughs) So then what I'll say is that most people are distracted by what's happening right now. There's a little bit too much chaos for even the people who are near enough to see you to notice your eye. But Adrian is close enough and paying enough attention to you to see it. Now, so much of Jonnet's attention is focused on maintaining these spells. But when Jonnet finally turns and looks at her, his eye focuses on her and its gaze pierces hers. She's still transfixed until you shout at her to take everyone to Upper Nordia. Your shouting brings her out of it, and she nods quickly. She grabs firm hold of some of the people who have fallen around her and helps them make their way across this bridge. Even though we have these muddy land bridges kind of defending it from the flood, there's still a lot of water everywhere, and it's incredibly slick. As people start to make their way across the bridge, Jonnet notices the people that he's saved with his land bridges. These are older folks, people who don't move as quickly as they used to be able to. People who would have trouble swimming even that small distance from the land bridge to safe land. 
So, you know, folks who are probably in their 30s, just based on my experience of my own body. (laughs) They're trapped on these land bridges by the strong current surrounding them. And no one understands this better than you because your eye is open and you can see the possibilities that exist before them. And nearly all of them end with your bridges being eroded and these people being swept away by the cruel currents. You are the only person who can help them. Dang, man. Okay. So out of the the totality of everyone there, who mm-hmm. is a more able-bodied to get out? Is there enough to cover like, hey, young people, help the older people? Or, I mean, there's not enough time, but... Yeah. You know, we could have you make a leadership role to see if you can do that. Okay. I think you're going to get a blue die for this because historically, Jonnet has issued some pretty decent orders in the past, and you've been kind of taking command of this whole situation. And then I did magic. And you did do all that cool magic. Okay. Uh, I always lose it. It is under social. It's hard, so it's three. I'm just saying these things so I remember them. All right, here we go. You know, the audience probably doesn't remember the rules because we never mention them. <laughs> I I'm, certainly don't. I'm sure that the audience listening like knows how to play this game better than at least me. <laughs> like uh, me too, for sure. <laughs> oh man. Okay. Well, this is not going to work. Uh that is it's a wash on failures, but it is three threats. You do shout for the younger folk to rally and help the elders, but you actually notice there aren't that many young people who attended the evening service. For whatever reason, that procession that happened very early in the morning, Mm -hmm. that's when most of the young people in town decided to attend this week's service. The people who went to the evening sermon are all pretty much of advanced age, which unfortunately has left them really vulnerable because this happened. And for your three threats, those bridges that you've made to save people are really starting to erode. You have maybe a minute to act before they're completely eaten away and those people will be swept helplessly down the stream. Jonnet is, he's going to pick one of the bridges that has maybe the most amount of people still on it. And he's just going to physically himself run to the bridge and try and usher the people on it off before it wears out completely. Okay. Make an athletics check. Hang on. Hold for cat. Hold for cat. Thank you. Holding. Holding, Holding. cat. Cat is clear. <laughs> Ooh, okay. Athletics. Man, I know I I knew I put those skills in there for something. All right. Uh, what's that against? And we'll also call it hard. This whole situation is pretty tense. <laughs> this seems hard. All right. Oh, well, hang on. This <laughs> A bad roll, but also not not bad enough to take me out. All right. So that is going to be one success and three advantages. That's not a bad roll at all. That rules. But it, it was just, the dice made it seem worse than... <laughs> so Jonnet is going to be able to save the people who are on this big land mass. And I think with those three advantages, you're going to have enough focus to devote to prevent the other land masses from crumbling. Ooh, so like, Jonnet's going to do a thing where he runs to the end of, let's say that there are, uh, let's say there are three land bridges that are going. Jonnet runs to the end of it, catches up with the, the most elderly person, and it's kind of, as he's ushering them, the ground 
behind him from the unused bridge we don't need anymore fades away and goes to support the other two bridges. Oh, cool. Yes, I love that. I want to know how physically is Jonnet helping people across this bridge? Is he like swimming people across? Is he bodily pulling them through the water? What's going on there? I would say, because this kind of, mm, how do you feel about this, James? I'm trying to like go back and and remember what I've done to like try and like, what's the next step to that? So I know Mm -hmm. that when we were um, fighting with Travel Kwan, John, it was doing a thing where like he was punching the wall and like making things jut out and like hit people um we're on the staircases so maybe a similar thing where it's like he's physically helping one person but then like he's forcing the ground up to like give like older folks something to lean on as they're making their way across the bridge if that all right let's remember that you rolled an athletics check and not an arcane check true but i want to meet you halfway on okay So most of the action here is Jonnet standing in the water and staying strong so people can use him to cross to the other side. But the current is tough. And more than that, he's got people now who are holding on to him for stability. And he can feel himself start to slip. To tie this into what you mentioned about moving the earth earlier, Jonnet grabs some of that silt that's coming off the land bridge and uses it to wrap around his feet to brace himself against the current and Mm. keep a strong stance. Love that. And so basically, Jonnet has to stand there while people climb across him to the other side. And it's exhausting. He has to focus all of his strength and all of his concentration on this task, or he'll be swept away along with everyone he's trying to help. The water is icy cold, and it batters at you relentlessly pulling at you, trying to tear you away from your task and sink you to the bottom of the rushing stream. As you struggle to hold firm, people make their way across the water into the waiting hands of Adrian, who pulls them ashore. She hurries them towards the steps that will bring them to Upper Nordia and relative safety. And as the last person crosses, you quickly look to see the other land bridges. And I think there are around two people left who still need your help. They're sitting there surrounded by dangerous water. What do you do? Okay, yeah. So he sees this, processes it, and then immediately starts after the the rightmost bridge. But as he's leaving, maybe... Is Adrian still around? Yes, Adrian is on the shore watching nervously. Yeah, he goes for the right one and he just shouts back to Adrian, Help that person! Adrian nods and quickly jumps into action at your command. Cool. And I think we're going to need one more athletics check. This one, you get two blue dice. The first is because Adrian is helping you out, and the other is going to be using some of the advantages that you had on your previous one. Still hard? Yeah. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Oh, no. Okay. (laughs) Okay. All right. So... Okay, it fails. It fails by a good amount. So that's going to be one failure mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, one failure and four advantages. Okay. Okay. Let me know how you like this. <laughs> mm. But you did have those four advantages, so even though technically you're supposed to fail in helping these people, uh, 
how about this? I'll give you a choice. Either you save both people that you're currently trying to save, but Adrian will get swept away in the current and you're going to have to work really hard to try and save her. Or both of you manage to successfully save only one of the people who was trapped on the land bridges. And the other one is just going to be lost. Um, I, I think... I think it should probably be, probably just be Adrian. Um, yeah. You struggle, once more locking yourself into the mud. Except this time, you also devote a portion of your concentration to locking Adrian to the ground as well. The two of you approach the final remaining land bridges and stand against the battering current once more. Painfully, slowly, the last two worshippers who were trapped in the river make their way across as you both guide them. After what seems like an eternity to Jonnet's battered body and mind, they're out of the water, and quickly you and Adrian scramble onto the shore and lie in exhaustion. You're safe, and everything is fine, until a wave comes and swallows Adrian once more into the current. Adrian? He's going to try his best to, like, mud boot up again and get in the water. And I will, I'll take strain, but I guess after after you're out of strain, it goes to your health, right? Yep, you're on to wounds now. Okay, so then, yeah, I think he's go as he's making his way into the water, he's going to make, like, an audible to him plea to his future self is like, I need your help one more time, please. And he's going to try and part the water where he last saw Adrian, sort of maybe in like a direct line to try and see if he can find her. Yeah, I like that. You've been doing most of this water magic through your future self, kind of helping you find the information you don't have. Okay. And we've actually got two luminaries on the table that have your back right now, the changeling and the boat. I honestly think either one of them could step in to answer your call for aid at this moment. I think it's a little more interesting if it's the changeling. Okay. And in order to get this help, you're going to have to complete a prayer to the changeling. The changeling's themes are yearning, impulse, and will. So I think in order to complete this prayer, the changeling is going to require you at some point in the future, or you can also commit to an idea now if you have one, to give in to an impulse. Something, you know, that's gratifying to Jonnet. Like a mistake that a teenager would make, honestly. Oh, um, give in to an urge. Yeah, the changeling kind of lives in rebellion in transition. It's the voice in the back of your head when you're getting chewed out by an adult that tells you to punch them in the face. Hmm. Or honestly, it's the voice that tells you to throw everything away and dive headfirst into love. These are mistakes, but they're mistakes that help you grow and learn how to define mm-hmm. yourself. Yeah. It's about finding new ways to define yourself and sort of rebelling against the power structures around you. That makes me think of, I don't know how to implement this in game, but it's like if there is a super selfish way that Jonnet can start using the divine light. Even if it was just like for gam like I don't like gambling or some something, but like something some way to abuse the power that otherwise wholesome Jonnet would have not done. 
I think this means that some point in the future, the changeling is going to call on you to have Jonnet use his powers in a kind of self-serving and almost irresponsible way. Like maybe he's playing a game of Illimat and he uses his eye to see the different possibilities and plays that to his advantage. I don't exactly know the right details for it, but when we stumble upon the moment, mm-hmm. I'll let you know and we'll have Jonnet get himself into a little bit of trouble. All right, so the changeling is definitely going to back your play on this one with the promise of a prayer in the future, which upgrades your dice. That only leaves the question of which skill are you going to use? Are you going to be making another arcane check? Are you going to be using athletics? Yeah, I think it's it's probably a... I would like to um, part the water so I can see her. And then since we're already sort of like using Earth as movable platforms to just bring the earth where she is like currently back to where Jonnet is. So this spell is going to cost two from your strains slash wounds to actually do the spell and two additional because it's an unfamiliar spell and your eye is showing the way using that special ability you have. That means you'll have to spend four wounds overall just to make this work. Okay. Now, before you roll, you also have the option of making a sacrifice, which would be good for another upgrade. You've already got one upgrade going because of the changeling helping you out. Um, all right. So right now I've, I've got three yellow against three purple. One of those yellow was a green and that's the current dice pool. We'll go with this. I can't remember. Did the last roll you did have advantages? It had, Ooh, it was a failure, but I think it had like three or four advantages. Yeah. I think it was four advantages, which means you can use it to add two blue dice to this roll as well. And that's using the actual rules of the game, not the nonsense I made up. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. Well, this is definitely going to work. Four successes and one advantage. Hell yeah. This goes magnificently. Do you want to set the scene for us and tell us what this is? So we just get another moment of just like this flash of energy, like that sort of holographic-y eye hovering in front of Jonnet's eye and then like a line of light shoots through the water and then the line separates into two it opens up and then Adrian who was currently like being tossed by the water mm-hmm. she, she admittedly gets a little tossed because like she was in the air and then there's no more water so she falls to the ground but as she falls without skipping a beat the the earth around her just like rises up cradles her and then just kind of like when a, a roller coaster starts for the first time and you just get that rush, it just zooms her straight to Jonnet. And they don't even really know each other, but he just like grabs her in like a full bear hug and tries to muscle her back to safety. And at this point, I don't think Jonnet really has the wherewithal to really hear anything. All of the focus and power that he's putting into this spell is drawing him away from his senses. To create this rhythmic focal point, what Jonnet's actually doing is punching the mud in the ground, forcing his fingernails deeper into his palm to feel pain. And that spiking pain cuts through the haze caused by the magic drawing away his strength. Again and again, his fists slam into the earth, spiking a little bit, providing him the stability he needs to push through and cast the spell. 
As the rhythm becomes a pattern and truly finds itself, the earth slowly gathers its way underneath Adrian. And suddenly, all of the power Jonnet is bringing to bear against this storm hits at once. The earth shoots up beneath her and then carries her, amazed, quickly and surely towards the shore. The river batters against this new moving land bridge, trying to claim at least one victim, but it cannot stand against Jonnet's own will. The power of the changeling at his back. The power of the man he will one day become, showing him the way. Adrian is in awe as she reaches the riverbank. Jonnet extends a hand towards Adrian to pull her off the land bridge and finally to shore. And his posture is not that of a 15-year-old boy, but of the captain of the greatest armada of skyships Sphere will ever see. His eyes blaze against the gray of the storm as he draws her to him. His third eye shines with divine light, filling the world around him that is so cold and dead with bright, living color. And then just as quickly as his magic gathered power, it fades away. Jonnet's body and head ache. His hands are bleeding and tired. But everyone is ashore. Everyone is safe because of him, because he put himself at risk. And knowing that, Jonnet collapses into Adrian's arms, too exhausted to move on his own. Adrian looks down in wide-eyed astonishment at the boy who will one day be the man known across fear as Captain Jonnet Kessler. Oof. <laughs> hey, man. Oh, boy. Storytelling. Master. James D'Amato. That's a long trip to church. That, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's been a long time since I've been to church, but I'm pretty sure that's what church is like. It's mostly yeah, that. Yeah, sounds right, right? Once again, we return to the captain's quarters on the skyship Uhuru, which is overstuffed with bags full of mail addressed to Captain Oromar and the crew. Uh, inside, we see Spit holding a letter. Dear Captain Vale and crew, with the ever-changing seasons and the on-the-go lifestyle of a skyjack, I've found it hard to keep up with fashion trends of the day. Each time our ship lands, I find that my look has become ever more stodgy and out of touch. Captain, you and your crew are always on the cutting edge of fashion, so I have to ask, how can I improve my style and better keep up with the times? Yours, Fashion Frazzled, on Fadia. What the hell is Fadia? <laughs> no one knows. They said on Fadia like it was some sort of play. Yeah, seems like an... Old format. I mean, if we were in the stars at some kind of war time, I could make see perfect maybe sense. landing on different planets and heavenly bodies. Maybe it's the name of their ship? Oh. Maybe. Okay. Yes. Okay. Maybe it's... All right. <laughs> well, 
regardless, I'm glad you're coming to me. Uh, obviously, I am a fashion expert. Mm. Um, <clears throat> as as yeah. you can see, these pants have tearaway toggles. <laughs> oh. So at any moment, the only thing that separates the rest of the world from spit is mm. a thin line of metal clasping. And spit. In my head, spits. Oh, go ahead. Well, I'm just saying spit has been uh, kind of like anytime like he's not like talking, he's always like flinching and making us flinch that he's going to rip away the rip away. And it's very hard to have like a, a a battle plan when that's happening. It activates the fight or flight response, which is an important thing to continually re-trigger in a crew of pirates. <laughs> in my head, Spitz always wearing like a red full body, you know, under under pajamas type thing, <laughs> yes. but with a with a butt flap, and the butt flap is always open. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. And <laughs> The front and the back flap. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just, I just thought I the concept of a front flap also came to me, and and there is definitely one. It was, it was, uh, it was made aftermarket. It's an aftermarket front flap. <laughs> it's illegal in most city states. Here's my front flap and my switchblade. <laughs> I, I was gonna say, you know, style trends can be. Um, tricky to keep up with but you know what's always in fashion belts all right you get yourself a Mm. good big belt the bigger the better all right all right so next time you go into port you find a belt that's your entire midsection and you pay the top dollar for that thing and you walk around feeling fashion forward all the time oh do you remember when big belt buckles were like really in (laughs) i mean yeah but they were also things that like i thought that i could never pull off a big belt buckle oh i never had one either (laughs) because i certainly couldn't pull it off but i had one oh i that's not surprising (laughs) i had one it's it's, they're very uncomfortable you know now that i think of it i did have one and it was um it was a it was a big old Darth Vader head, yes. and I know that no one knows who that is. In this, uh... now that's the sort of name that again sounds mm-hmm. like if we were amongst the stars. Yeah, and a time it of was conflict. a time of conflict. <laughs> yeah, but I like never wore it because it was embarrassing. <laughs> Absolutely, I mean the the big ones that I wore in my life. I, I did have the, the Han Solo belt buckle design. <laughs> you know that one? That was not that long ago. That wasn't that long. But I mean, that's, I think, a little bit stylish. It's I, a little bit cool. It does look futuristic. I'll defend that choice. It, but it's I won't not, defend a lot of other previous fashion choices. But it's not the kind of big belt buckle that you would also wear with, say, a, a Von Dutch trucker hat. <laughs> Well, yeah, but I mean, there was another one that I did pick up. You were shooting. I did pick up in a hot topic, and it was a Spider-Man belt. Y'all remember the old crew Mm -hmm. member that we had, Mm Spider-Man? Yeah, Uh, Dennis (laughs) Spider-Man. It was just a big Spider-Man face, and I was in high school, and that uh, that belt buckle was with me longer than I'm proud to admit. Man. I guess because I've never owned a, a belt buckle, I've actually never learned the mechanics of how you attach a belt buckle to a belt. I mean, most of the belts are like prefabricated to accept buckles. You like buy a belt that's a buckle-oriented belt. Like no buckle? 
and then you just add B or O B Y O belt buckle B Y O B B Y O B B. The only thing B Y O B means in the Skyjack universe. <laughs> Bring your own buckle. Here's a question for the crew: Would it be funny now to wear a Von Dutch trucker hat? Oh. For you? For me? Mm, I think people would assume it was genuine. You think? Yeah. For you? <laughs> for me. Yeah. Yeah, the more you say it, the more you realize what you're saying. It's only yeah. ironic with context, you know? How yeah. often are you going to return home to Florida? <laughs> no. We're losing character very quick. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll go back every time I want to see a Godsmack concert. <laughs> And how often is that? Well, at least once a month, they've got a permanent residency (laughs) in Ybor City. (laughs) Now, uh, Matago, that's a fine coat that you're wearing. Uh, Yeah, I've had it for like 200 years. It's never gone out of style. So maybe that's some advice. Uh, Focus on on pieces that are going to be timeless classics. Don't worry about keeping up with trends. Just dress in a way that uh, is always in style. Yeah, like a big belt buckle and a Von Dutch hat. (laughs) My pajamas with the back flap and the front flap. That's never going away, baby. Yeah, we know and we hate it. Yeah, hate that, hate that. Last thing I'll I'll say is that the thing that makes on paper a uh, pajamas with with a back and front flap wouldn't make sense. But at the end of the day, spit comes out with confidence. And he wears it with confidence. And if you can wear whatever you've got on with confidence, then you're going to sell it. All right? So keep that in mind. And in spit, maybe just try being a little less confident for everyone else's (laughs) sake. Just a little bit of insecurity or (laughs) self-doubt. We all need a good, healthy shame. (laughs) Here's the thing about confidence, boys. It's sexual. (laughs) campaign skyjacks is a one-shot network production for more information be sure to follow us on twitter at at campaign pod for updates about live shows and other events we might be doing do you love star wars but kind of wish you didn't then join us on the expounded universe podcast as we read through all the old star wars novels that took the galaxy far far away that you know and love and turned it into a place where Han Solo can punch a giant otter and Luke Skywalker almost gets eaten by a giant gold-plated pillar of dinty more beef stew. Did you like Princess Leia? Well, too bad! Now she's a space racist! Don't believe me? You'll just have to listen to find out on Expounded Universe. You can find more great gaming shows over at OneShotPodcast.com. Like All My Fantasy Children. All My Fantasy Children is a character creation, world building, and storytelling podcast powered by you. Each week, best friends Aaron Catano Saez and Jeff Stormer take a listener submitted prompt and, using some of their favorite tabletop RPGs, create an original fantasy character. Along the way, they populate a shared universe one story at a time. They share laughs, stories, and verbal hugs along the way. Jonnet Kessler was played by Tyler Davis who can be found on Twitter and Instagram at Tyler A. Dave. Gable was played by Liz Anderson, who can be found on Twitter at Liz Anderson underscore underscore underscore, or on her podcast, Paired. Travis Matago was played by Johnny O'Mara, who can be found on Twitter at Johnny and Briefs, or on his podcast, Dilettante Ball. I am James D'Amato, your host and game master. You can find me on Twitter at OneShotRPG, 
or on my other podcast, One Shot. The original music featured in this production was composed and performed by Arnie Parrott. You can find Arnie on Twitter at A-R-N-E-P-A-R-R-O-T-T. And you can find more of his work at atptunes.com. This episode was edited by Casey Tony, who can be found on Twitter at Casey Pony, spelled C-A-S-E-Y-P-O-N-E-Y, or on his own podcast, Neoscum. Our logo was designed by Fiona Shea, who can be found on Twitter at Fiona Pup. The world of Sphere was inspired in part by the music of the Decemberists and the card game Illimat, property of Together Studios. The game used in this production is a modified version of the Genesis role-playing system that was created by a talented group of game designers who were fired by a private equity firm owning Fantasy Flight Games. There are no kings. Take flight, heroes. Strangers who've ever been kind, and once for our friends ne'er to rise. Twice to the dearest we're leaving behind, who know we can never deny the call of the sky. <laughs> <laughs>